how loving you've been in spite of us, in spite of our attitudes, you have blessed us. Lord God, in spite of our defects, you have wooed us. And on this worship morning, we glorify the name of Jesus. We thank him, we praise him, we exalt him. Now God, speak to our hearts. Convict, convince, and if need be, convert. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Come on. Praise the Lord. Praise his holy and everlasting name. When we get the glory, we're going to find out just how much the Lord stepped in. Lord, have mercy into our lives to preserve us from destruction. This morning, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I want to look at a great poetic book, the book of Ecclesiastics, which is after Proverbs before Song of Solomon. The book of Psalms is in the center of your Bible. If you take your two, your two thumbs, just open the center. It should be Psalms. Go to your right. It should be Proverbs and then Ecclesiastics. Praise God. Just think you're playing with your phone. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. Hmm. In verse chapter 1, verse 14, I want to look at that. I have seen all the works that are under that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Empty or filled. Empty or full. Hmm. Emptiness in one's life is a fractured and frustrated feeling. A hurting hollow hole, a perpetuation of pain, a well without water. Emptiness internally is an impulse of inadequacy as our spirits feel alone, aloof, and Inflamed with a sense of inferiority. People that are, that feel empty, uh, they have no hope. They have no positive reinforcements towards the future. And when you look at other key symptoms of emptiness, there's no rest, no peace, no sense of tranquility in one's life. It is here in this great poetic 
book of Ecclesiastics, which the Holy Spirit, who wrote all scripture, defines the depths of defeat in an unfamiliar text. I always tell you, hurting people hurt people. The ones who do the most damage are the ones most damaged. And what Ecclesiastes is all about, the word means preacher or it's connected to assembly or congregation, uh, Ecclesi. I leave my phone in my study. <laughs> There's nobody on earth, including my kids, that just disturb me in worship. But we'll leave that alone. That's another sermon. But, but, but the fact of the matter is, is that um, this book is a microcosm of what is real, really meaningful, and what is not. That this preacher, Solomon, son of David, reviews the experiences of his life. And, and let, me, let, me, let me talk about the reflective mood, the reflective mood, looking back at our lives. One, one of the reasons that I am so on point with Jesus, and one of the reasons all I do is brag about Jesus, I, I don't talk about Raymond Gordon, I talk about Jesus, is because when I look back, I realize spiritually that the Lord moved on my life so I would not die before I got saved. that when, when I came out of my mother's womb, uh, Hebrews 1.14, God had dispatched an angel. And he told the angel, bringing back safe. Y'all ain't getting this. Y'all ain't getting this. So all the cabarets and clubs and uh, all, all the mess I did, my angel was with me. And, 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 and nothing that Satan could throw at me, he had orders from the Most High God with a flaming sword to bring me back because I was an heir of salvation. This stuff excites me. You, 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 you mean, you mean, I wasn't in church like, like all of you. I mean, I grew up in church, but when I was out there doing my thing, in some, uh, wow, crazy places, Sister Hicks, with some crazy people. Are y'all getting this? My angel was forced to sit there and put up with what he saw. My, my angel was forced to watch me waste my life 
My angel, according to Ephesians 3, did not understand grace. Do I have a witness? He understands aerodynamics, how angels can fly from one continent to another in a microsecond. He understands the elements of worship to the Most High God, but angels were scratching their head when it comes to grace because how can God dare take a dirty, no good, stinking sinner and save him by grace? Lord have mercy. That's why the songwriter said, when I think about the goodness. See, some of y'all think you're so good that God didn't show no goodness. But child of God, when I think about where the Lord has brought me from, I've got to shout and say thank you. He brought me from a mighty long way. Do I have a witness? And, and, and I couldn't think of a reason why a holy God should save me. Do I have a witness? All I could come away with, I thanking my mother and my grandmother. Somebody prayed for me. Had me on their mind and took the time to pray for me. And I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so, I'm so glad, I'm so glad, I'm so glad they prayed. Now it's my turn to pray. I'm on my knees day and night for my children. I'm on my knees day and night for my family. I'm on my knees day and night for the church. I'm praying. And I'm so bold. I can tell my kids, uh, I can tell my family, I can tell the church, you coming out of this. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy, joy will come in the morning. Do I have a witness? And if you get really bold, you can start talking back to that devil. No weapon. That's formed against me shall prosper. And we know that all things are working together for the good. We that have begun a good work in you. We'll keep on doing it to the day of Jesus Christ. I've been young. Now I'm old. I've never. I said never, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor seen begging bread. My God is an awesome God. Can I get a witness? You say, well, wait a minute, preacher. You ain't telling the whole story. Yes, I am. We are troubled. Distressed, perplexed, but not in despair. Cast down, but never destroyed. And if you hurt me, help us on the way.
Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. I think, I think, I think, I thank the Lord eh, for the much he's done in my past. I thank him that death didn't catch me when I was in the midst of my sin. I thank him that the Lord elected me. I thank him that the Lord chose me. I thank him. I said I thank him because the Lord had predestinated me. I thank him that I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I thank him. Thank you. Thank him! Thank him! Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, when, when Solomon, when, when Solomon did his assessment, of his life and, 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 and remember I don't have time I gotta go but David did an assessment of his life in Psalm 34 when he was running from uh, Achish and the Philistines in 1st Chronicle 21 you don't need to turn Psalm 34 1st Chronicle 21 they, they connect David was running from Saul and ran straight into the camp of the Philistines and the Philistines said is not this David that killed our champion Goliath they surrounded David and the Bible says David started acting like a wild man spittle came out of his mouth and he started scratching his head and they just said let him go he's a crazy man do I have a witness but years later when David was sitting on a throne and there was peace throughout the kingdom David said I will bless the Lord at all times his praise so you got to go back sometimes get out of the present and go back to the past where the lord brought you from gotta help your praise the lord is my light the lord is Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Solomon preaches about the pursuits of life without God, which is futility. World views, values, which are, which is a bunch of uselessness. Solomon, son of David, Known for his wisdom. First, first Kings 1 through 4. Don't turn. You can read and go home. First of all, he was a man of wisdom. God, God came to him through the prophet and said, uh, after David had died, what, what is it you want me to do for you? Now, if that had been us, we would have said, hit the lottery. God said, whatever you ask, I'm going to give it to you. He said, give me wisdom that I may go in and, and judge your people the right way. 
And God says, because you ask for wisdom and not treasures, I'm going to give you more treasures than anybody ever had. I'm going to give you what you didn't ask for. And, and, and so Solomon was a man of wisdom. And this is borne out, Sister Hicks and the two harlots, both of them had a little uh, a, a child, a little son. And they both uh, stayed in the same house. And one mother, one harlot, rolled over on her son and killed him in the middle of the night. The other harlot, uh, one, uh, amen, uh, the, the, the one that lost her son, went to the one that was still alive and stole him and said it was her son. And they brought the matter to the king. And Solomon said, and they said, king, what should we do? Both are saying they are the mother's, uh, they are the child's mother. He said, cut the baby in half. And when he said that, everybody stunt, was stunned. And the real mother said, don't cut him, let, let her have him. And he said, that's the real mother. Do I have a witness? That's, that's wisdom. Uh, that's practical knowledge. So the man was a man of wisdom. And then he was a man of warfare. Because on David's deathbed, David told Solomon, I want you to fall on all my enemies. He fell on every last one of them, killed them. And they came back and said, Joab is holding on the horns of the altar. They said, I don't care, go into the Holy of Holies and kill him. Y'all ain't getting this. You don't dare go in the Holy of Holies. But, they, uh, but, but, but Solomon said, kill them. And he was a man of warfare. He was a man of work because he rebuilt the temple. But he was a man with a wild life. Oh, we're getting quiet now. In 1 Kings, the four, first four chapters said this man had 700 wives and 300 concubines. And that's some activity, Doc. Oh, that's, that's some activity there, Doc. You know, one get an attitude, you ditch her. Can you imagine 700 wives? Ain't no husband looking up at me saying amen. He was a man that had a wild life. Lord have mercy. And when you think about this book of Ecclesiastes, the word man is 47 times, labor is 36 times, under the sun is 30 times, vanity is 37 times. Basically, it's a life without God, a worldly philosophy, earthbound initiatives, searching for fulfillment in the wrong places. Now, now let me stop Paul's apart because... All my life, I was searching for fulfillment. Never found it. You never found it either. Fulfillment is only in Jesus. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so today we deal with these lifelong pursuits. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then when you prioritize God first, everything else will be added. I'm preaching already. Can I get a witness? It's tight, but it's right. So Solomon, Solomon, uh, his sub-theme is all about fulfillment. Fulfillment, fulfillment, fulfillment. And, and, and uh, the first thing that he does uh, in this book is we see the vanity of work cannot satisfy. Now, let's talk about work, uh, work initiative, work ethic. It used to be people worked at one company for 30, 40, 50 years. No more, but they used to do that. 
get a gold watch. They might throw you an office party, give you some presents. And you went home feeling a sense of contentment just for a while. Just for a while. That ain't lasting either. When you start adding them bills up, you got to go back out the door. Can I get a witness? Just, just for a while. Uh, work. And people who place a personal faith and confidence in their lifelong work, it will not satisfy. It's a fleeting memory. Can I get a witness? Uh, 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 and, and when you look at the chapter 1, 3 to 8, the futility of life cycle, uh, look at verse uh, uh, what prophet, verse 3, hath a man of all his what? Labor, that's work, which he taketh under the sun. So um, because you have a work ethic, because you worked a long time, because you had a steadfastness, intuitiveness, amen, that's only fleeting. And when you look at verse 4, one generation passes away, another generation cometh, for the earth abideth forever. And, and, and so the language... Amen. The poetical language here is the fact that, amen, this thing of work, this futility of, of life cycle, the frustration of life's comforts, basically all of our work on earth is short-lived in comparison with eternity. Our work gives us, amen, a great reputation as a hard worker, one who finished with a fortitude, but ends up famished. So uh, what does it profit a man to gain a whole world but lose your soul? Or what would a man give in exchange for his soul? Now, let me get something straight, because you and I are not leaving here with a U-Haul. I know you think you are. When my mother went home to be with the Lord in 2001, I remember her being in the casket. My oldest brother, who's still alive, gave her a, a beautiful gold necklace with a cross. It cost a lot of money. And when they was about to close the casket, my brother said, wait a minute. He pulled that thing from around her neck and put it in his pocket. You put gold in there if you want to. If your teeth are good, somebody will pull them out. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And, and uh, because uh, typically, 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 when you begin to look at this matter of building barns. Now, I said this this morning. Let me say it again. You work 40 or 50 years and leave your loved ones everything you work for. And they drink it and shoot it up and get rid of it in two weeks. Oh, this is tight. Them same children that you worship, they're going to waste everything you left behind. Let me look at the clock. So years ago, I used to preach as pastor, leave something for the church. At least we put it to spiritual use. And I could, I could, I could reenact this stuff for you. After the funeral, after the casket, oh, mom, mom was great. Yeah, no woman like her. Dad was great. He worked hard. And then they read the will off. Oh, okay. We fighting over what's mine, what's yours. And you've already spent the money on foolishness. You already spent the money on foolishness. 
And, and the fact of the matter is, yeah, y'all get quiet all you want. I've seen this stuff. I saw mother and daughter fighting before the, uh, the body was warm in the ground. They fight over the last encounter. Don't tell me about no family. Every family is the same way. They trifling. They can be very trifling. Yeah, your family, my family, they can be trifling. Mommy told me I could have that lamp. Who are you? Jesus. Jesus. Hmm. The vanity of work cannot satisfy. Secondly, the vanity of wisdom cannot sustain. Are you with me? Hang in there with me now. Look, look, look how he deals with practical wisdom, not philosophical, but practical wisdom, knowledge, uh, uh, the ability to proper behavior, and uh, uh, the word of God uses God as a covenantal God. But I want you to go up and look at verse 6. He views the wind grasping that when we think our degrees or our wisdom or our knowledge is something to pursue, it ends up being nothing. Look, 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 look what he says in verse 6. The wind goeth toward the south. So what he's doing is metaphorically using this wind as something you cannot hold in your hand. It's fleeting. There's some things that are just fleeting. Can I get a witness? Yeah, 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 fleeting. And then he deals with the matter of grief. Much grief can come from much wisdom. And, and, and the expected outcome of wisdom is success. It's not always success. Can I get a witness? And so Solomon concludes no guarantees. That after you get all the degrees, all more degrees than the thermometer, after you go through school, after you get wisdom and education, uh, amen, there are no guarantees that you're going to end up on the successful side of life. Can I get a witness? That, that, that is, and then he deals with gratification, uh, chapter 2, verse 3, human gratification at the expense of God's glory. I'm moving, hey, verse 2, 16, my eyes, my heart, my labor, my works, amen. And then he deals with groundlessness, amen, the futility and the hatred of life. So, so wait a minute now, wait a minute, wait a minute. When you look at and interpret this book from the perspective of an unsaved man, Eat, drink, and be married. Tomorrow we die. I never thought about eternity when I was in the world. I never thought about heaven or hell when I was in the world. Fleeting moment. Can I get a witness? When, when we were out there getting drunk, getting high, fornicating, and everything else we were doing. Don't get quiet. I've been here now. Only John the Baptist was born saved, so I'm talking to all y'all. Fact, 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 fact of the matter is. Man, when we was in them cabarets doing our thing, the, the one thing we didn't want to hear was, it's time to go. The lights came on. Can I get a witness? And, and I watched, Sister Hicks, I watched, this is what makes me upset in church, I watched the dedication we had to dirt. Man, you going to the cabaret? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's get in the car. Car break down, we get on the subway. Subway break down, we get on the bus. Bus break down, we get a cab. We get in there some kind of way 
and hurry up because the cabaret started at 10 o'clock. It's 5 after 10. Y'all come strolling up in here 35, 40 minutes late after the offering. You ain't got no conviction about God. God is a timely God. Why is it you can get to work on time, but you can't get to worship on time? Why is it? You, you ain't dressing no little kids in the morning. You ain't got to fix no oatmeal no more. Do I have a witness? But you would dare walk in here late when we are worshiping the Most High God. Your priorities are Doesn't matter what time I get there, I'll get there. I'm going to get there in time for the word. I'll get there in time to hear the choir sing. Sister Garrison's here this week. I'll be there on time. Oh, it's tight. It's tight. Well, the eagle's coming on. Let me go to 8 o'clock. So, so I can get my bottle and my wings. Yeah, ready for the game. We put everything before God. And then when we get in trouble, we want God to show up. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. This thing is tight, but it's right. Can I get a witness? Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Do I have a witness? We clean as the board of health. Wearing clothes we can't afford. Driving cars we shouldn't have. Do I have a witness? All to help our image. Because we keep lying to people that my life is successful. You're a liar from the pit. Your life is successful until Jesus is first. That's when your life is successful. That's when your life is successful. When Jesus is Lord of your life. Ah. 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 Oh, Lord. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to come back. So God says to the unsaved who's viewing life the wrong way, he gets to chapter 3 and said, there's a time for everything. There's a time to be born and there's a time to die. There's a time to cry and there's a time to laugh. Can I get a witness? Chapter 3 is not for the saved man. Chapter 3 is for the unsaved thinker that thinks he's got all the time that he needs to do what he wants. And God says, no, 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 no. There is a premium on your time. You know what I learned? The one thing I can't get back is time. Can I get a witness? I can go out here and live any kind of way I want, but I can't get the time back. Time keeps ticking. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and before I know it, my time is up. Do I have a witness up in the house? 
God's calling you home now. And whatever you didn't complete, that's on you. I do I have a witness. This thing is tight. But look, he, there's a vanity to, uh, a, amen, the work, a vanity to the wisdom. But then there's a vanity of worldly living. Now we slow up. My goodness gracious alive. Vanity of pleasures. Hmm. My God today. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Emptiness. Soap bubble. Mm, bubble bath. When you put your kids in the tub and put the bubble bath in, it made all these bubbles and the bubbles were beautiful. Some were blue, some were red, some were orange. And, and, the, and the children just look at the bubbles and go, wow. And the minute they touched them, it vanished. That's the way life is. The minute you get close to it, the minute you touch it, the minute you think it's going to do something, it goes. Hey, can I get a witness? Now, I'm talking to folk under 50 because uh, people over 50, we was bathed in tide. And, and, and there was no soap bubbles with tide. The water was still the water. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Can I get a witness? Come on, Bruce, you know what I'm talking about. Tide, brown soap, and bleach. Can I get a witness? Put butter on your face. Sometimes lard on your face. We ain't had no cosmetic problem. Can I get a witness? And you wore hand-me-downs. Do I have a witness? How many of y'all wore hand-me-downs? Hand-me-and-down. Can I get a witness? Yeah, you, you didn't need these exotic uh, salads. You, you, you ate mustard sandwiches. Two pieces of bread with mustard in between. Wonder bread. Two pieces of bread wondering where the meat was. Can I get a witness? You, uh, you, you know, man-aid sandwiches. Lord, banana sandwiches. Sugar sandwiches. Anything you can put between the piece of bread, you put between the piece of bread, and you were satisfied. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. The vanity of a worldly life. So he goes back to chapter 2. Here we go. I said in my heart, verse 1, Go to now and I will prove thee with mirth. Therefore enjoy pleasure. And behold, this is also vanity. Now, I, I don't have time to go through all this, but here's in our selfish ambitions. Amen. Pleasure. Now I live for pleasure. Live for pleasure. Amen. Yeah. Live to be with the finest thing out here. Live to be complimented by strangers. I don't know who you are, but boy, that's a bad suit. We live for that, Doc. Then you... Y'all ain't praying with me. Had to be the cleanest one in the cabaret. Remember that? 
Remember, remember in the party, remember in the party, since, since Hicks, you never went to a party, so I ain't talking to you. Uh. Remember, remember in the party, remember in the party, remember in the party. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Then we live for pleasure. He talks about silver and gold. He talks about sex. I had men servants, had maid servants, amen, had oxes, had asses, had money, had coins, had gold, had, had silver. And I laid with whoever I wanted to lay with, when I, when I laid with them, how I wanted to lay with them. Solomon, who's in heaven now, glorified, speaks from experience in an empirical way. He says, I had it all and none of it can satisfy. None of it fulfills you. You keep watching these lying TV programs. They got everybody in love. I'm dealing with an issue right now. A girl I've been knowing for 45 years. Nice young lady. She saved on her. She, uh, marriage didn't work out. She got on the web. Met a guy and married him. Now, how do you go online and you don't know the history? You don't know the hurts. How do you go online and meet somebody you don't even know? I don't understand it. It's hard enough when you marry somebody safe. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to call names. Dr. Bruce Buttner bared us out. It was a lady in this church about 25 years ago. She came to me. She was highly educated. Made a lot of money. She came to me and she said, I want to get married. And we were talking through this. And... She said, uh, I said, so where's your, it was two of them really, this one. I said, where's your, where's your fiance? Well, he's in jail. I said, he's in jail. She said, yeah, we were pen pals. I said, okay, so when is he getting out? He's not. I said, well, what is he in jail for? Murder. Well, who did he murder? His first wife. I said, what in the world? What in the world are you getting ready to do? This is a true story. Y'all want to know why I fuss? This is why I fuss. I'm like Sanford now, you dummy. What's wrong with you? Well, I'm in love. Whatever that means. In the name of Jesus. I ain't making this stuff up. Am I making this stuff up? Another girl come to my study with her fiance. He's sitting there. Now look, I'm from South I'm from the streets. I know I, I can spot every kind of high there is. I grew up with this stuff. If they loud as liquor. Yo! Hi, what's up? If they sitting there kind of mellow, as you know, some jay, something like that. If the head is cocked, it's probably something else. If, 
if the tongue is out, it's served. This guy's sitting here, and I told her, I said, listen, this ain't going to work. I can see through this guy. She said, I'm in love, I'm in love. Did you? I'm in love. I said, well, you found love on a two-way street? You're going to lose it on a lonely highway. Can I get a witness? Sure enough. Brother man went in the bank account and cleaned it out. Joint account. She came back in crying, I should have listened to you, boss. I said, I tried to tell you. I can spot a demon 10 miles away. Oh, I'm going to preach that. So Solomon said, I've had it all. And it does not satisfy. It cannot fulfill. Whatever substances you do, whatever, amen, whatever, whatever, whatever side things you do, it cannot satisfy. It ain't satisfying. Only Jesus can satisfy. Can I get a witness? Some, someone has said there's a void in man. There's a hole in man that only Jesus can fill. Only Jesus can step into your hole. Only Jesus can make you whole. Do I have a witness? Only Jesus can raise you up. Only, only Jesus can turn you around. Mm. My God. Ah. Sex. We live in a sex-crazed society. We really do. Everything. Everything is sex-crazed. In the name of Jesus. Well, he makes me feel so good. Hang around, baby. Hang around, hang around, hang around, hang around. See, because the church don't even preach on abstinence no more. We so busy compromising with the youth. Oh, y'all ain't, ain't got to look up. I understand. I, I understand. I understand. I understand. We are so busy compromising principles that we get away from the word of God. That a woman, a young woman, is to keep her treasure. Are y'all getting this? You got to guard that thing. You got to keep that. That treasure doesn't go to anybody but the one you marry. Isn't that what the Bible says? Can I get a witness? Come on now, y'all can talk back to me. Isn't, isn't that in the Bible? Abstain! From fleshly lust. Why? Paul, because it wars against your soul. Pornography and all this mess we watching and all the stuff we taking in and all the lustful appetites is tearing you down emotionally. But you can't see it. And by the time you get the real thing, you don't even want it. Lord Jesus, you, you, you don't even know how to deal with it. Can I get a witness? Here comes a virgin in your life, and you're looking at her like something wrong. No, something wrong with you. Can I get a witness? Oh, you ain't getting this preaching nowhere else. Look at this. Guard your treasure. Don't let nobody try you on like no shoe. You've been to a shoe store. Can I see that pair of shoes yet? Yeah, what size? Ten? 
put it on you. No, that's all right. I, 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 I don't want it. <laughs> Some of us have been tried on so much, we out of shape. You say, you say, you say, well, pastor, how, how can you preach that so good? Because I was out of shape. Can I get a, how many of y'all was out of shape? I was out of shape. Oh, we ain't getting no hands now. Oh, Lord. Let me, let me call up Jesus. Lord, send a lightning bolt. They, they lying, Lord. They lying up in here. They lying up in here. Nothing outside of Jesus will fulfill you. Work won't fulfill you. Wisdom and degrees won't fulfill you. Wild life won't fulfill you. Only Jesus can step in and heal the hurts. Only Jesus can step in. Can I get a witness? And give us power over pollution. Only Jesus can transform our minds. Only Jesus. But look at the final thing. The victory of worship will supersede all life. Look at chapter 12. We, we finishing up. We finishing up. Y'all never go back to this book again. Look at chapter 12. Verse 1. Remember now thy creator, creator God, in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. And, 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 and so, child of God, when you, when you begin to look at uh, 12, 9, go to verse 9, because i got to hurry up. In, in, in verse 9, he says, and moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught his people knowledge. Take heed and sought out. Set in order many proverbs. Do I have a witness? So here, here's the comprehension 9 to 12. But amen. And when you get to verse 13, it's the conclusion of the matter. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. That means recognize him, reverence him, respond to him with righteous living. Fear God and keep. His commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. You want fulfillment? You got to get up in God's place. With God the person. With God the principles. Can I get a witness? You're not going to find satisfaction. and You're not going to find fulfillment in any other place. You only get fulfillment with Jesus. Uh, do I have a witness? You only get fulfillment when you're laying at his feet. You only get fulfillment, Lord have mercy, when he's in your life. Uh, do I have a witness? He focus on God. All of uh, life's concern under the sun are totally managed and matriculated by God. That means God's got the last say-so. 
follow his character. Finality of retribution means, don't, don't, don't miss this, verse 14, for God shall bring every work into judgment. Now that's not what scares me. What scares me is the next every secret thing. Every secret thing. As we pursue fulfillment, look what it says. Every secret thing, whether it be good or bad, but be evil. In other words, God is saying, and, and here's what Solomon is saying, that pay attention to your pursuits. Be careful what you're running after. Because God won't let you get to it. If he's short-circuited in your life. Do I have a witness? God demands to be first. God does not want second and third place. Any man that does not uh, hate mother and father more than he loves me is not worthy of me. He demands first place. So every chapter has a V to it. I got to go. In chapter 1, life is vanity, is empty. Chapter 2, life is vexation, pleasure cannot satisfy. Uh, life, uh, chapter 3, it's a vacuum. Chapter 4, it's a virtue. It's a veneration, it's a vapor, it's a validity, it's a variety, it's a value, it's a violation, it's a valor. And last, life is a voyage. What are your pursuits? The woman with the issue of blood leaves for us a self-fulfilling prophecy. Here's what she said. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I have never talked to him. I have never sat in his Bible study. I, I have never, I have never, I have never, I, I, Lord have mercy, I have never uh, attended a university or seminary. But I, if I can just touch the hymn, there's something in this hymn. There's wholeness for my heart. There's wholeness for my hurts. There's wholeness for my holes. If I can just touch him, I will be made how do I have a witness? Emptiness is the opposite of fulfillment. Emptiness is a life without guidance. Emptiness is a life without grace. Emptiness is a life without governance. Emptiness is a life without God. So you go out and flip houses. So you buy houses. So you got a big bank account. So you got mutuals, 401ks. So you got multiple vehicles. So you own your home. Your kids are out on their own. Yes, you got all those accumulations, but none of them can satisfy. Only Jesus is going to satisfy. Only Jesus can make the devil sit down. Only Jesus can give you strength in the time of your struggle. Only Jesus give you worship when you, ah, yeah. When you feel weak, only, 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 only Jesus can heal the sin-sick soul. 
Do I have a witness? You know how God in my life stopped me from doing the mess I was doing? Not because I came to my senses and decided I'm not going to do that again. No, the more I got in the word, he made that word applicable through faith. Do I have a witness? And the more I start believing God, God was able to move things. He was able to rearrange furniture in my house. Do I have a witness? He was able to encourage my heart when I felt like giving up. He, hey, amen. You know why I'm not a victim? Because I serve the victor. And I have the victory. And there's no weapon that's formed against me that shall prosper. Can I get a witness? And whatever comes at me, Jesus has got it. He's got my future. He had my past. He's got my present. Can I get a witness? The Lord is my light and the Lord is my salvation and the Lord is the strength of my life. And the only fulfillment is in Jesus. Only fulfillment. Only fulfillment. The psalmist said, when I uh, lay on my bed, in the midnight hour, he sends a song in the night. Yeah. Only God can send a song in the night. Some of y'all came in here, you just came out at night. God will give you a song in the night. Can I get a witness? And the song is, it is well with my soul. Can I get a witness? You got to preach to yourself, doctor. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when storms like sea billows roll, whatever my lot is, thou hast taught me to say it is well with my soul. Let's stay on our feet this morning. Hallelujah. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, believe me, he died for your sins, was buried and rose again. Believe in these God's only begotten son. Just raise your hand. You want to be saved. You want to give your life to Christ. Raise your hand. We'd love to have you. You want to join the church and Christian experience. Raise your hand. Is there one? Is there one? Just put your hand up. Pastor, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Is there one? In, in the right? Praise God. Come on up. Praise the Lord. Is there one? Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come here, come here, come here, man, come here. Praise Jesus, that's it. Boy, you don't see families no more, do you? Is there another? You'd like to step out in the name of Jesus. Praise God. We're going to ask that the ministers will take them to the back. Church, amen. 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 Now, what have you pursued that has bought fulfillment? And the answer is nothing. Not a thing. Not a thing. I've been in the world. I've lived a fast life. I ran the streets. I did all that them folk got there. Ain't nothing out there. Ain't, life is just a cycle. You work all week, the eagle flies on Friday, you get, take a shower, get dressed, go to a club. You act like you're happy, you ain't happy. You're wasting your money. Come on now. You meet somebody and, eh, 
that don't pan enough. Found out five other people done met her, praise the Lord. Or him. Come on now. They end up doing to you what they did to others. You're just too blind to see it. Can I get a witness? Life is a cycle of unfulfilled desires. But we offer you the fulfillment of Jesus. When Jesus comes in, he brings peace. He brings power. He brings promotion. Doesn't he do that? Only Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you to be seated as we go into the next phase of our service. Communion. Shh, nobody's talking. On the night in which he was betrayed, Jesus took bread, broke it, said, Take ye, this is my body. Amen. Given for you. As often as you do this, you show remembrance of me until I come. Praise Jesus and we thank God.